Percy, when we are experiencing cancer, how important are the words that are spoken to or about us? Well, Wayne, there is power in our words. There's no question about that. You know, there's an old saying that my mom used to tell me growing up that sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt you. (laughs) No, that's not exactly true. As I've grown and as I've learned, uh, the power of words and what we say to ourselves or what others say to us can have an impact upon us and, and, and basically influence our thinking and our behavior. And so with that being said, we have to be very conscious and mindful of the words that we speak uh, over our life or allow others to speak over us. And I think that we should have a conversation today to dig into that a bit further when we hear from this person. Yeah, you're going to talk with a woman who received some um, some words that weren't so encouraging, and she realized that she needed to be speaking spiritual affirmations over herself. We'll find out what that's all about next. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. Information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. I welcome you to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. My name is Wayne Shepherd, and Pastor P is standing by right here to lead our conversation today. Pastor, how you doing? Blessings, blessings, my friend. I'm doing well and excited about today's show. Listeners may recall a few weeks ago, Sanja Sulcher was with us. Uh, You interviewed her at that time, but we said then that there was more to this story that needed to be told. So we're going to circle back and have her join us once again today. Yeah, she has written a journal about uh, spiritual and positive affirmations and what she did, and we'll get into it. She took basic terms, cancer terms and statements that, that can be frightening, that may appear to be negative, and she flipped them and turned them on their head and by using what she calls an acrostic style of reading. And she'll explain what that means when we get into the conversation. Okay, and that is coming up in just a very few minutes here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Thank you for so faithfully listening to this podcast and subscribing to the podcast and especially sharing this podcast with others. That's why I'm convinced that we've seen the growth that we've seen, Percy, is word of mouth is working too. Absolutely. And we want to continue to encourage that. Let people know about this platform. You know, uh, Wayne, you remember we received an award uh, several years ago from Mm -hmm. the NRB, basically, for having a unique platform such as this that was talking about health and wellness and cancer and faith. And so we want to continue to spread the good news uh, of health, hope and inspiration. So you can subscribe right from our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, but you'll also find us on the major podcast platforms as well. Just search for those words, health, hope, and inspiration. That's also our website, of course, and at the website, you can download our resource, which we're highlighting this week. It's one of many free resources there. It's called 50 Encouraging Scriptures. What a great uh, summary of the scriptures that speak to the issues at hand here. So download that free resource, 50 Encouraging Scriptures at Health, Hope, and Inspiration. But Percy, there's one more thing about the website that we we like to get some feedback from listeners on. Yeah, we, we offer questions and we throw out questions to you that we'd love for you to answer. And today's question that we want to uh, get response and energy from you from is this. 
Did you ever have to change any negative words you spoke over yourself or others that may have spoken over you while being a cancer patient? And what were those words? Again, did you ever have to change any negative words you spoke or that others may have spoken over you while being a cancer patient? And what were those words? We'd love to get feedback yeah. about that. And be specific, be thorough. We, we'd love to get uh, your answers and we'd, we'd love to read them. So submit them through our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com when you click on the connect tab, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, let's go to scripture and then we'll meet our guest in just a moment. And I'm going to read probably one of the most powerful scriptures that's going to speak to the dynamic of affirmation, word spoken, what was what what is being said. And it is found in Proverbs 18, verses 20 and 21. And it says this, a man and or woman's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of their mouth and with the increase of their lips shall they be filled. Why is that? Because of verse 21, because death and life, I want to say it again, death and or life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. And wow. today we are going to hear a very powerful conversation that's going to speak to this spiritual principle. According to the National Cancer Institute, approximately 39% of men and women will be diagnosed with cancer at some point during their lifetime. And caring for people living with cancer is, of course, a growing need in every church today. So address this issue. We've developed the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network to equip and empower every Christian leader to better meet this great need. If you are a pastor, a leader in your church, we want to invite you to join our growing family of informed ministry leaders in the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. Joining the network is free. When you sign up, you'll receive online access to exclusive leaders' resources. There's information about ministry training opportunities and our informative monthly email newsletter. Just remember our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. And when you go there, click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page and join this Ministry Leaders Network today. Well, our guest comes back for a second visit with us today. And Percy, as always, you are enthusiastic and fired up. Hey, 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 it's me back again with another compelling conversation. Pastor P, voice of inspiration, the cancer pastor. And I am here to share with you another conversation. And you've heard from uh, this wonderful lady before. Uh, she gave us her story and her backdrop of her cancer journey. Uh, and she's joining us back again to talk. And we mentioned a little bit, we introduced uh, her uh, book. She's an author, as well as the uh, founder and president of an organization called Christ Conquers Cancer. Uh, by way of Guyana, who now lives in Virginia, uh, Sister Sanja Asoser. Welcome back to the show, dear. How you doing? Thank you, Pastor P. Thank you for this opportunity to um, share my story, my journey um, with your audience. Yeah, it's good to have you. And of course, we talked previously, so we won't go into a lot of information about you know your journey. You you were uh, diagnosed initially with early breast cancer, uh, and then, you know, you had a mastectomy and reconstruction, and then uh, you uh, were about to begin uh, your next steps into immunotherapy. So that was kind of your clinical path and, and all that went into that. But what came out of 
your journey with cancer. Uh, and it's amazing to me how consistent this is. Sis. It really is. Uh, you know, I have ministered to hundreds of thousands of cancer patients in almost 30 years. And without fail, almost all of them always walk away with a renewed sense of purpose that they feel like that they need to give back or pay something forward that they've learned from their cancer journey, particularly as people of faith. And so is the case for you. You wrote a journal called I Am More Than a Conqueror, which uh, coincides nicely with your organization that you started called Christ Conquers Cancer. Uh, and it's, it's written in a format called acrostic writing. And so I'm going to let you explain what that means so that people can really uh, delve into it. I have the book right here in my hands. And so I'm going to read uh, kind of the opening statement uh, on the first page that says how to use this journal. It's a journal. And you say you can use this journal as a daily source of inspiration or to chronicle your journey on the days you have treatment. Uh, start by reading the acrostic for that day. And uh, then you give uh, an explanation of what an acrostic is. So let's first talk about what does the word acrostic mean? There may be someone that may not be familiar with that term. Yeah, uh, 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 an acrostic is similar to an acronym, but it's not an acronym. It basically is a piece of writing where each letter spells out um, each, each first letter, typically first letter of each line spells out a word, a message, or a sentence, and it can be in the form of a poem. So, for example, one of the acrostics I have for the word cancer is the C is Christ has, the A is already, the N is neutralized, the, and then the C again is cancer and every work of the enemy rest and know that Jesus is Lord. So if you were to see it, it says Christ has already neutralized the cancer and every work of the enemy rest and know that Jesus is Lord. And what's interesting about this, and I told you this when, which is, this is how really we met one another. Of course, uh, you received support from one of our, our journey of hope trained churches uh, there in the Virginia area where you live. And uh, we're so excited about that church. And we sent a shout out to them because one of the things that we encouraged anybody who has received our free our journey of hope leadership, cancer care leadership training is don't limit this just to the members of your local church. Make this available to people outside of your local church in your community. And that was exactly the case for you. So we send a, a huge shout out in the name of the local church again in Fairfax was. Sure, Antioch Baptist Church Antioch, in Fairfax, Virginia. Antioch Baptist Church in Fairfax, Virginia. We send you guys a huge shout out for carrying on the mission and the vision of our journey of hope. So you, you get supported there. They help, and they're still in contact with you to this day. You share it with us. Uh, but you wrote this wonderful journal. Uh, let's talk about the motivation uh, behind the writing of I Am More Than a Conqueror. Yeah. So um, one of the things, and I shared in my last segment, is that I was determined to stay positive going through this journey. Which is very important. It's huge. It's so important. Yes. And so I had began doing some research, you know, prior to meeting Antioch Baptist, uh, members of Antioch Baptist Church, the, um, the Cancer Exchange Ministry there. And I would hear a lot of negative things about chemo. And I even wrote on the back of my um, journal, I said, the process of going through chemo and various cancer treatments can be daunting, but cancer patients are overcomers. The Affirmation Journal encouraged individuals to focus on the word of God 
you know, and I want to state this again, a cancer diagnosis treatment and the drugs can speak to us louder than God's word if we allow it. Yes. The affirmation acrostics in, and it's a very important, it's the affirmation acrostics in the I Am More Than a Conqueror journal redirects our thoughts to what God's word says and not the fear of a mastectomy, a radiation, a chemo, surgery, whatever. God's word is more significant than side effects. So we don't deny the side effects. Right, right. But we stand and declare that God's word is sovereign. And if he says we are healed, we are healed. Well, what's important about this school of thought, and I talk about it a lot, and again, I've had some pushback from some people out of the faith community over the years, is that, see, I think sometimes we think by not talking about or acknowledging something that we think that it'll it'll just disappear and go away by and so and really that really gets into a state of denial but by addressing and I love what you've done with this and I, I, I and I've said this to you before I don't think that there's any printed work that I've seen or read there could be something out there on the market that I'm not aware of I haven't read everything obviously that that uses this kind of format this acrostic format to help redirect people's thoughts and the scripture that comes to my mind is you know let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus well what kind of mind did he have and then another scripture that comes out that says be ye trans Formed by the renewing of your mind. Well, all of those scriptures talks about what's going on in our thinking and how we think and what we are framing as as a focus of of reality in our head and and not uh, uh, understanding that you know we give things power sometimes. So helping to redirect one's thinking with this acrostic style uh, writing around the affirmations of of what God has said to us and about us is so important because you're right. When you're in a clinical environment and setting, I've been there, I've been in the hospital bed, I've, I've been there when the doc came in and I had to sit down with my surgeon and I had to do my follow-up and I did my scans. All of that information that gets thrown at you can can yell at you so loud that you begin to drown. And so you have this writing. So let's get into it a little bit. Uh, the first mm-hmm. section that I, I have, and I, I appreciate you kind of giving us an insight on what an acrostic is so people can know. Uh, but the very first section here that I'm looking at in the book says, and uh, uh, all of your sessions start by worshiping our God. It says, Christ has every authority in heaven and earth to make us whole again, that we may overcome the works of the enemy and fulfill our purpose. Okay, what's the acrostic here? Yes, the acrostic there is chemo. You see the C-H-E-M-O. Oh, there the it chemo, is. it's all on the side there, C-H-E-M-O. And I know that it's normally when you write acrostics, the first letter is bold. But I did not, and I'm still wrestling with this, because I know when some, I've spoken to some cancer patients, and they can't even say the word chemo. Some people can't even say the word cancer. Right. So I wanted it to be subtle. In the beginning of the book, when I say how to use it, I do say that, you know, what the acrostics stand for, you know, like chemo, infusion, taxol, yeah. yeah. those kinds of things. But I'm, I don't really want to bold those letters so that they can stand out. I want the word of God to stand out okay, more it. than the letters. And this was the, actually the first acrostic that I wrote because I was, when on my first day of chemotherapy, I was sitting there and I remember praying, I was like, God, I want to do something impactful. I have to do something impactful. What can I do? And it came to my mind that 
he and or he said, "Why not create affirmation cards to encourage others?" Mm. And I said, "What kind of affirmation cards?" And he said, "Take the drugs, the name of the drugs, and I'll read one. Take the procedure, the surgery, you know, the chemo, the immunotherapy, yeah. the radiation." and change those into acrostics so that when people see those names, they don't become fearful. Because I remember the first day when I went for to meet with my doctor, I was handed a pamphlet. And guess what the pamphlet said? It, it called out the negative side effects. Right. It said, your hair will fall off. You will have neuropathy. You, this could happen. Your toes will tingle. Mm-hmm. All sorts of things that would drive fear in you. Right. But the acrostics do not. Yeah. The acrostics reframe what God says. Right. So let me just example for you. One of the give you another example. One of the drugs that um, is as, uh, that is being given to me or was given to me for as a breast cancer patient is Taxol. T A X O L. Many different bad side effects. Nothing good. Um, but one of the acrostics that was written, and some of my friends helped me to write these acrostics. It's for Taxol was trust and all knowing God, expecting victory over my life. I love it. How can you go wrong with that? Listen, let me tell you, sis. That's Taxol. It's it's so <laughs> powerful because again, you're taking you know you're taking the natural dynamic, the natural word, and what and all that comes with it, and you're and you're spinning it, you're flipping it on its head to then associate it back with a with a godly affirmation that now speaks life into and hope because what we know and what I'm certainly well aware of and anyone listening is that cancer patients need hope in the midst of being told so many different things that bombards them I love what has what you are doing here and again I don't think that there is anything that's been written like it that I've seen that does that we're going to take the literal and then we're going to add the spiritual to it uh, I'll tell you what one of my uh, spiritual mentors once told me he said the definition of the supernatural is is that we need to take the natural and then put the super on it and when you put the two together you get the supernatural and mm-hmm. that's what you're doing you you're you're not denying the natural you're not ignoring the natural but you're adding the spiritual to it and reframing it so that we can see that in a very different way. And then, if I can just add, I think gives gives one courage to address and to meet that head on and not stick our head in the sand. What a wonderful uh, revelation and gift God has given you. Give us another example of another acrostic. I'm getting excited. Yes, and thanks be to God, you know, for his wisdom and his innovation yes. and his mindset, yes. you know. Um, I wanted to give you one about hair because I've lost my hair. Hair right? is a and big. That's one of the things. That and hair is happened. a big deal, particularly to the ladies. It's a big deal. Right, is a big deal. So I would get questions about every single time. Will you lose your hair? Will you lose your hair? And I was getting tired because it wasn't encouraging. They would say, people would say, "Will you lose your hair?" And I said, "Maybe, maybe not. I don't know." But they didn't have anything else to say. So I wrote an acrostic for hair. And it says, so let me say, it says, the acrostic is for hair. It says, will I lose my hair? I may lose my hair, but I will never lose the love of my, and here's the hair, holy, anointed, mm. indescribable, righteous God. Oh, wow. So the hair, holy, anointed, indescribable, righteous God. 
period. Oh. When I wrote that, I felt at peace. <laughs> and I'm comfortable with my hair. I'm actually looking for a modeling contract because I think I look so good. <laughs> well, what's interesting about this, and again, of course, we all are aware of at the time of this recording, it's been now several months since, the Will Smith incident and the Jada Pinkett scenario and, you know, you know, she has a bald head and alopecia and et cetera. And I don't want to unpack all of that. Everybody has already spoken on that. But again, the ability to be able to breathe and speak godly life to a situation, a scenario or a circumstance that could be perceived as negative or, or, or off-putting, you have completely spun that around to make that work and see the whole point of the exercise. And this platform, it's the reason why I was excited about bringing you, is how can we encourage and inspire people in the midst of taking chemo, in the midst of taxol, in the midst of losing their hair, and still begin to be able to declare uh, the sentiment and the word and the anointing of God while in the middle of that situation. And that's exactly what you've done with this writing called I Am More Than a Conqueror. Let me say this, folks. Uh, I've highlighted a lot of authors on this platform and a lot of wonderful writings, but nothing as unique and as timely as this. I want everyone to be encouraged and reach out to Sister Sanja uh, on how to get a copy of this journal. This is a great investment and, and it's well worth it and it will speak life to somebody. If, if you belong to a local church, uh, if you have a cancer care group, uh, order several copies and just keep them on standby when you don't know what else to say, give people this. And it also gives individuals the ability to journal and write thoughts on a daily basis along with the acrostic. Is that correct, Sister Sandra? Yes. One of the things I think you had asked me about what I learned about going through this, and I mentioned in the last segment about uh -huh. being grateful. So in the journal, it has morning and evening, morning intentions, which asks you, what am I grateful for this morning? What do you want to accomplish today? And evening reflections, mm. what am I thankful for this evening? And what did you accomplish today? So yeah. it's still practical. Yes. And I want to say thank you so much for encouraging individuals to purchase it. But we also have a program. If you are not a cancer patient and you have no need, um, I have connected with organizations that support patients, uh, cancer patients. So if you want to sponsor a journal, that means just reach out to me and let me know you want to sponsor a journal and I will be able to send you a link where you can purchase the journal and it goes directly to the organization. Oh. We're already doing that with our journey of hope in um in Illinois yes. um, with Pastor Williamson. So yes. I have a number of um, friends and people who have reached out to me and wants to want to sponsor the Journal for Cancer Patients. So if you're a business, and a Christian business, or just a business in general, and you want to sponsor, just reach out to me and we can get you connected and, if you don't want to purchase one for your own self. And Sister Sandra, give them uh, all of the means and ways by which they can connect with you. You're on Instagram. You have an email address. How can people contact you directly, dear? Yes. So um, you can contact me uh, at ChristConquers, with an S, cancer.com. So Christ, like Jesus Christ, conquerscancer.com. And on Instagram, I'm at Christ Conquers Cancer. And the email is, on, is just ChristConquersCancer at gmail.com. So. With that being said, I'm, I'm, I am thrilled and I am privileged to have met you 
And just so I can give proper credit, Reverend Carl Williamson, who is the manager of pastoral care at Cancer Treatment Centers of America and the regional overseer of the Our Journey of Hope Cancer Care Leadership Training there in Illinois, told me I needed to meet you and have a conversation with you. And I am so glad that he pulled my coattail. Uh, so thank you so much for, first of all, uh, deciding that you was not going to live in fear with cancer, that you decided that you was going to be courageous and that you were going to do something about it. Number two, thank you for starting uh, your organization, uh, Christ Conquers Cancer. And number three, thank you for writing this wonderful and I think unique and timely, one of a kind. Everyone under the sound of my voice, please go to Amazon.com or reach out to Sister Sandra and order at least four copies of this. I'm going to challenge the community today. I want you to order at least four copies. I promise you, you know at least three people right now that you can name off the top of your head that has cancer. And when you don't know what to say, this will help them with this acrostic style of reading. I am more than a conqueror. If you want to sponsor this for someone else, for someone else down the line, you want to pay it forward. You don't know anyone that has cancer. You don't think that uh, you, but you know that you, that there are people out here who need this. Please reach out to Sister Sandra on her social media platforms and sponsor some booklets so that we can pass this forward, so that we can bless the body of Christ. We are family. We have an obligation and a mandate. Last thing that I'll ask before we close, Sister Sandra, what's your favorite scripture that helped you through your cancer journey? Yes, my favorite scripture is Isaiah 41.10, where it says, Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be dis discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. We have the victory already, guys. We have the victory. So thanks be to God for that. And thank you, Reverend Percy. Um, for inviting me um, to share my story. Well, let's stay in touch, my dear. It was a privilege and a pleasure. Today, folks, you have heard from the one and the only, the incomparable, I would say, Sister Sanja Sosser, and she says that all glory goes to God for what she has done. Amen. She she is uh, currently working through still uh, cancer treatment, and she is uh, on the other side of some processes and doing well. Today, we bow and salute to you, and we declare that you are going to live and not die, and that the best is still yet to come in your life, because you got to bless more people, and I need to be connected to somebody that's doing that today. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, God, you. Thank, thank you so much for your time. And Percy will be back in just a moment to uh, wrap things up here today. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute designated comprehensive cancer center where they treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America with City of Hope, or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-4673. Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, this uh, this woman that you uh, brought back to the program here today, now that you talked about the book, um, she was with us, as I said previously. Remember, those who didn't hear that particular conversation, she's a very intentional person, isn't she? Yeah, her, her overall objective when she went into uh, her cancer journey was to be intentional. 
about what she prayed for, what she prayed about. Uh, she had predetermined that she was going to be grateful in the midst of her journey. And then she also was very intentional about what she wanted to be said to her over her and how she spoke to herself and her motivation for writing her journal, which is a, a great piece of writing. I actually have a copy of it. I loved it. I, I read it was that she said that, you know, when you're a cancer patient, and this is absolutely so true, you're given a lot of uh, information printed and otherwise of words and language that is spoken over you that can be very scary. And can, as she's, I think she used the terminology, can, can speak louder to you than what it is that you're trying to do and trying to overcome and sometimes drown out the faith or the hope of God. Mm. And so she said she intentionally wanted to do something to counter that effect. And so she wrote this journal called More Than a Conqueror, and she used what she called an, uh, an acrostic writing style. And that was to take the first letter of a word or a statement and then change uh, the definition or the meaning or add a different uh, meaning to that word to change that word and make it say something positive and affirming. And so she did, she wrote an entire journal about a lot of the terms, chemotherapy and et cetera, et cetera, and changed the first letters of that word to make them affirm what it is that she was believing and trusting God for in the midst Such of that situation. Such a great approach. I love it. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen anything. And I think I said this, any, any writing that, that took, particularly specific uh, clinical terms, because clinical language can be very overwhelming. I know I've been through this process and you can hear all of this language and you can just, it really can just drown out anything that that you're trying to kind of grasp a hold to because of the technicality of it. And so she said, I'm going to flip this around. And I think that she understood as a believer, as a Christian, she understood that words have power. Mm -hmm. And what we say over ourselves or what we are allowing someone to say over us can impact us potentially. And so she wanted to take ownership of that process. And, and so she did exactly an agency and said, I'm going to change these words and make them mean something that has spiritual affirmation that worked for her while going through that journey. Yeah. And we can put the information to all this in our program notes for this program so people know how to get a hold of what we've, what we've been talking about here. But who, who do you think is going to benefit greatly from this? Well, I think as, as it was, is her intention that she wants all cancer patients and, and caregivers. And I would even add, uh, and I think I mentioned this as well, because, you know, we, we highly focus on faith communities who have cancer care ministries, who have started health care ministries. I think local churches should also procure uh, uh, this writing and have them to give to people of their congregation who may be told that they have cancer because it gives them something to refocus their thinking around. Because as we know, the Bible tells us that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Mm -hmm. So it gives them something to refocus their thoughts around. Yes, chemotherapy can become a scary school of thought, you know, radiation, surgery, all of these, these clinical terms. But if, if you can put a spiritual spin on them and redirect your thoughts around them and focus, it can help those uh, terms to be more manageable and that you can embrace the process as she did when she said she was praying over her chemotherapy drugs and she prayed over every aspect of her treatment. It helps to empower us with the tools that we have of the word of God. And again, I'll use this uh, term. It helps to weaponize the word of God 
as a resource for us that we can fight back against the negative onslaught of mental and emotional things that are trying to tell us that this is going to be difficult or hard or unattainable. Well, the word of God is telling us we can do all things through Christ, et cetera, et cetera. That is what uh, the goal is. So anyone, a cancer patient, their caregiver, and or people who have cancer care ministries inside of their local churches will benefit from this from this writing. You know, I've never really stopped to think about the fact, the way it just struck me today, of what a bridge we are between people that have this kind of help and hope to offer and our listeners, bringing it to our listeners for their benefit. Uh, that's, uh, I guess when you stop and think about it, that's why we're here, right? Absolutely. We're, you know, and I, I take ownership of this and I tell people this every day. I am the cancer pastor <laughs> and we are bridging people who are dealing with, who live in the world of cancer, treatment, clinical, you know, spooky land, you know, mm, yeah. who feel like they're in the midst Scary of the places, form. right? Yeah, yeah we all yeah. know that. And we're, and we're bridging them over into the hope of God, the faith of God. Again, I'm not the healer, but I can connect you to he who is and to all of the attributes of him. And that is our calling. And that is my calling, Wayne, to uh, bridge people uh, like the people who carry uh, their friend on the stretcher to the feet of Jesus. Mm. He could not get mm. there on his own, Good point. but he had someone who carried him and got him to the source of where his health and his healing comes from. That's exactly what the goal is. And so I thank God for that high calling. And may we continue and may I continue to be faithful in that calling. Well, let's take that thought and circle back to our question that we pose each week, because this is another way that we help each other through this podcast. Mm, Exactly right. And that is this. So help us to help you. And that is this. Did you, our question for today is, Did you ever, someone listening today, ever have to change any negative words that you spoke or that were spoken over you while being a cancer patient? And what were those words? You know, Wayne, one of the things that jumps out in my head as I read this, how many cancer patients have I supported who have told me that there were certain people that they just wouldn't talk to because they were concerned about what they would say to them, the Mm. words that would be spoken over them, Mm -hmm. because we have to manage and be mindful of what we allow to get into our ear gate and what is said to us. And so the question today is, did you ever have to change any negative words that you spoke or that someone else spoke over you while being a cancer patient? And what were those words? How do you answer the question? Go to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Four words, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and answer right there when you hit the connect button. That'll give you a quick opportunity to answer the question this week. And also download from the same website our featured resource this week, 50 Encouraging Scriptures. I can't tell you how encouraged you will be just to track Mm -hmm. through these and just be reminded of what God's Word says into the situation you might be living through right now with cancer. So check it out, 50 Encouraging Scriptures at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Speaking of scripture, you read from the Proverbs earlier that uh, let, let's re, let's let's revisit that. Absolutely, and the principle here of this scripture, and it is profound, that we should first of all take ownership and know that the words that we speak have power to them. And so, listen carefully to the word of God. Proverbs uh, eighteen verses twenty through twenty one says, "A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth." And with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. So there's a principle here that whatever we put in our mouth is what is going to go down into our being. And that's what we're going to be filled with, good or bad. 
So verse 21 helps us to really understand how profound of what we put in our mouth and what comes out of our mouth. So death and life are in the power of the tongue. What we say to us, over us, or about us, or allow someone else to say to us or us about us, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it or they that digest it or eat that, that's what they shall uh, be. They shall eat the fruit thereof. And so today we want to encourage you just as Sister Sanja did. And I encourage you to get her writing, buy a couple of copies and give to other people, donate to churches that she took the words that she received about scary things as a result of cancer and treatment. And then she put a spiritual affirmation to them through an acrostic writing that will bless your life and that will help you to change the trajectory of the power of the words that you speak over yourself. Remember, you are in control of your life and you get to control what is being said to you and over you. But first, you need to take mastery of the words that you are speaking. And today we say what God says to us and we say what God has said about us first second and last and God has the first and he has the last word of every conversation and those are well said words thank you Pastor P Percy McRae Director of Faith Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America part of City of Hope and I'm Wayne Shepherd. we've got uh, we've got some what work some work to do is that what you like to say Listen, we got to keep chopping the wood, my friend. Now that we know that we need to control the words that come out of our mouth, we've got work to do. So let's keep chopping the wood. Let's keep after it and not let go of the promises of God. Hey, thank you for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is sponsored by and produced by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific need. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.